Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant. For those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007 and am the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. I work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable, and I help them let go of the pain of abuse and move on with their lives. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at www.rachelgrantcoaching.com. In this episode, I discuss with Soul Sister radio host Tracy Murphy the three stages of recovery, victim, survivor, and beyond surviving. We also distinguish the difference between coaching and therapy and the role each can play in the journey of recovery. One of the things that I talk about a lot is, is kind of the three stages of recovery and that when you're at the beginning stages in kind of the victim stage, you're somebody who hasn't really been able to talk about the abuse. You might not even really acknowledge or, or talk about yourself as somebody who's been abused, right? And you know, when you're in that stage, it's all about beginning to just get comfortable with the fact that this is a part of what happened to you. And once you're there, you can then move into the next stage, which is what I call the survivor stage, which is where you do start talking about. Therapy is extremely helpful at this place because you get a chance to talk about what happened to you without having to challenge it, without having to do anything about it just yet. Just getting comfortable with being able to talk about it out loud, be okay, 
begin to draw some of those connections and understand it. But for me, what I noticed was I was getting stuck at that survivor stage, and a lot of people around me were getting stuck at that survivor stage, were just constantly rehashing it and talking about it and dealing with it and not getting past it. So that's when I decided there's a third stage. <laughs> say that again? I was going to say that's just reinforcing those pathways. Yes, exactly. Yes. And so that's where I kind of decided, all right, there, there must be a next stage, and I'm going to, you know, I kind of coined this phrase and trademarked this phrase, beyond surviving, to represent the kind of what's next, which is when the patterns and the pathways are weakened. They're never, ever completely gone, but you can think of it like a pathway that if you, if you stop treading it a lot, then, you know, like the grass grows back, you know? Mm -hmm. So... The pathway's still there, and if you start walking that pathway again, it's going to come right back where it was. But um, you don't experience the, the triggers as often or as frequently, and more importantly, you have the skills and the tools for how to handle it when they do come up. And that, I, you know, that's a huge part of the program is just simply teaching communication skills, relationship skills, self-respect skills, all of those sorts of things, so that when situations come up in our lives, we know how to respond. Right. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and, and so, so the, the coaching aspect of it is, is really very empowering, and, it, and it, gives, it gives that person the ability to find within themselves that they can make those changes. Um, instead of, like you said, in the therapy where you're rehashing, maybe it's a more um, uh, optimistic way of, of looking at your life. Because, like you just said, it happened. You can't change the past, but you can change how, how you feel about the past. That's right, yeah. And therapy is plays an important part in every journey, but when you, if you find yourself at that moment where you're like, okay, I'm sick of this. Like, essentially, you know, I'm, I'm working with those people who are just beyond sick and tired of feeling, you know, broken, burdened, unfixable, and are they ready to let go of the pain of abuse and finally feel normal? And, you know, want to, want to experience you know, their, their genuine selves. I often describe, you know, my journey was so much about, it wasn't, in, in some ways it was learning new things, but in other ways it was pulling away all the layers of junk that had been put on to me because of abuse mm -hmm. and just letting my real self start to come out again and to show up. Right. Where you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, lady. you know, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Rachel. Go ahead, Rachel. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, it's really amazing to me to watch the distinction between coaching and, and therapy because, and one of the reasons why I chose coaching was because I wanted to be able to use my story in a way that you just can't when you're a licensed therapist. And I also wanted to work with people in a more collaborative way. I wanted it to be, you know, uh, driven by, you know, what they're up to and what their needs are. And, you know, we use my guidebook as, you know, kind of a foundation and a, and a resource, and but walking through this journey and then being able to come together and you know be on the phone, be on Skype with each other, and talk about what's showing up for them, and then be able to get under 
why that's happening in a very short amount of time, and then most importantly, getting them into action. That was a huge piece for me when I was developing From Broken to Beyond Surviving. I knew I wanted it to be measurable. I wanted people to be able to come in and say, this is what I want, and walk out saying, this is what I got, and be happy with that. So, um, you know, that for, for people who maybe don't know, the, you know much about what coaching is like, you know, I just want to make that distinction a little bit. It's, you know, it's very future-focused. It's about what's happening right now, but how we can shift that and change that and get you on to, you know, whatever's next for you in your life. Yeah, because I think that's probably the biggest problem is breaking free from it after you do survive. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, we don't want to stay stuck in it. And uh, sometimes it can feel, I mean, I certainly remember feeling that way myself, like was there going to be another side to this story? And I had a very hard time picturing what it was going to even look like because I had spent, you know, 18 years of my life feeling uh, not great, feeling like I didn't deserve to be loved, feeling that um, I was not very valuable being very, very afraid to connect with other people. And, you know, for me, I, I think one of the things that I cherish the most about this work is, you know, I'm not a uh, perfect person. I still have my days. But one of the things that I get to do is to model and to let people know that it's possible that you can reach this place where you're not feeling hurt all of the time and you do know how to how to cope and how to how to handle your life you know and all the lessons that we sometimes miss as a result of being abused that you know we can learn them later i remember when i was 28 i had this moment where i thought oh my gosh i am about emotionally as emotionally mature as a 12 year old I'm great in all these other areas, you know, I can handle work and I take, you know, I do great at school, but when it comes to emotions, I'm still a baby. But I learned, you know, and we can all learn. Whatever area in our lives where we're feeling, you know, kind of stuck or broken or confused, you know, it's it's definitely possible for us to, to get the skills that we need and, and to move on and have a better life. That brings up a great question. Do you think, like, for a teenager um, that's gotten out of it, that they maybe revert back to, like, you know, seven? <laughs> if they were, mm -hmm. like, 15? Yeah, because I, I know a girl who was, and she, um, yeah, has reverted back to acting like a seven-year-old and being all goofy giddy. And it's, it's, so that's probably a normal thing. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and in some ways, you know, I, and when I'm in my 30s, I sometimes act like I'm in my 20s. You know, we do, we do this. Regardless of whether abuse is there or not, we sometimes revert back to old patterns because they feel more comfortable. They're what we're used to. Uh, you know, one of the things that I experienced, and I, I certainly hear a lot of my clients talk about, is the strange fear that there is of, well, if I take away all of this stuff, if I actually do cut out these patterns and I don't have this drama or I don't have this chaos or I'm not, you know, constantly feeling upset or sad, like, what's that actually going to look like? And sometimes that can be scarier than what you're dealing with right now, you know? Yes. And so, I, yeah, can you relate to that? 
Yes, absolutely, because um, I was fighting for my daughter who was being sexually abused. And and, and mm -hmm. when it was getting close to an end point, everyone was like, uh, what will you look like after this is done? And Because I spent 12 years fighting, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know. And I was kind of right. lost. Like I was missing something afterwards. Something was gone. And at first it wasn't uh it wasn't a happy gone, like I should be all happy and excited because she's finally safe, but it was like, okay, something's missing. Like when yeah. a loved one goes away kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. There's this experience of, you know, almost a blank slate, or sometimes I, I think of it as, you know, we have this blank canvas in front of us, and sometimes a blank canvas can feel intimidating, right? And uh, we can harbor all sorts of fears that we're going to make the same mistakes again or go down the same paths. But on the other hand, if we can reframe it a little bit and if we can set it up as a bit more about being curious or an adventure or trying on a choice today and seeing how that feels, and if it doesn't feel good, you can actually choose differently the next day so that it's a uh, um, do you remember like the Etch-a-Sketches where you could draw and draw and yes. then you shook it and it was like a brand new page? You know, so often right. we, we fall into the trap of thinking that life is, um, it's this permanent set in stone thing. That if I choose this, this is the way it's going to be and it's going to have to be that way. So we avoid choosing, we avoid changing, we avoid trying things on that, that sometimes don't feel exactly right or comfortable, especially because they're new. But when we start to allow ourselves to embrace life as more like the Etch-a-Sketch model, where I can actually draw something today, and I can see what it looks like, I can see how I feel being that, and if I like it, I can keep it, and if I don't, I can just shake it up and try something else the next time. Right, right. I like that. I like that. And sometimes maybe the, the encouragement to let you know that, that it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, what if, what advice would you give to somebody who's out there listening now that's that's in that stage? What would you tell them besides that, to, how to deal with that? In in which state? In the the scared to move forward. I know I need to change, but I'm not sure if I if I can. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, often the the biggest uh, and scariest step is just the asking for support step and finding the right type of support um, for you, whether it's working with a coach like me or some other professional or attending a group, you know, make, taking one little step forward each day um, is, is how you're going to get to the end of your journey. And understanding that you don't have to do it all in one day. You don't have to say, I'm going to fix everything. You don't even have to say, I'm going to give up everything that's not working. You can hold on to some of that stuff for a while while you focus on one other little thing. So I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is sometimes recovery feels like this, well, my relationships are terrible and you know, I keep fighting with my boyfriend or girlfriend and uh, I'm not doing very, very well with money because my fight, you know, I can't go to work because I'm sad or I'm having PTSD or I'm having panic attacks. and. Oh, my kids are driving me crazy. You know, it starts to feel like this big, huge, everything is wrong thing. And so it can paralyze us. And we can start to feel like I, I, I can't handle anything and I don't know what to do, so I'm just not going to do anything, right? 
So I would really encourage people to just take a look at, you know, one small area, one small place in their life where they can take on, uh, you know, changing and transforming it. You know, when I do when I do the, the program with my clients, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the sequence of when we would deal with what problem. Most of the time, a lot of times clients come to me because they are having troubles in their relationship. You know, the abuse is impairing their ability to trust. They're so afraid of being abandoned, certainly something I can relate to and, and have felt, that that's the thing that they come in the door with. But what we actually have to do is, is lay some foundational work and get some other things in place so that when we then take a look at your relationship, you're in a good place to do that, right? So, you know, sometimes don't even, the point of that is don't even try to fix the problem that you think is the problem necessarily. Take a step back and look at, you know, how are you how are you thinking about yourself? How are you thinking about your situations? You know, what's going on in your thought life? The mind is so extremely powerful. And um, you know, I have to be careful because I'm not talking about things like, you know, just be positive and everything will be okay. You know, that that kind of thinking can actually lead to more damage. But by being able to detach and separate yourself from the thoughts that you're having and from what's actually really going on is a very powerful first step that you can take when you can begin to recognize that those thoughts that are stirring everything up for you are just thoughts. They're not a truth. They don't have any substance. They don't have any power. They're just there. Interesting. Wow. Well, they would have power if you allow them to, but understanding yeah. that you can't allow them. Yeah, do you guys want to do a quick exercise that I do with my clients just to illustrate the point? Sure. Yeah, okay, and everybody, everybody listening can, can play along too. So what I want you to, what I want you to do is to, to think a thought that you've been having about something that, um, you know, causes you a bit of fear causes you a bit of worry. I want you to just kind of let that thought come up. And then I want you to start thinking about how you just, you know, it's an I can't statement, okay? Like, I can't get better. I can't change my relationship. I can't, you know, make money. I can't get this job, okay? Those thoughts feel really, really true, right? Like, they're, they like that's, that's really the truth. That's really what the circumstance is. So now what I want you to think instead is I want you to start thinking, I can't raise my hand. I can't, there's no way. There's no way that I can lift up my hand and wave. If I lift up my hand and wave, bad things are going to happen. I might not be okay. It's very unsafe to do that. It's a problem. Are you starting to have those thoughts? Mm-hmm. Okay. So keep thinking, there's no way, there's no way at all that I can possibly wave my hand and wave. And I want you to pretend I'm sitting across from you, and I want you to lift up your hand and start waving while you're still thinking, there's no way that I can wave. Are you waving at me? Well, you're a little hesitant. Say that again? I, I feel it makes me feel hesitant to lift my uh -huh. hand. 
Okay, so you're hesitating, but can you go ahead and raise your hand for me and go ahead and, and uh -huh. wave at me across the table? So you're doing yeah. that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. So there was some fear, there was some worry, but you actually, your thought actually could not stop your hand from raising. That's right. So the only time that thoughts have power over us is when we latch onto them as something that's really, really true about us. But as, as we just saw, thoughts are just, all that's happening is the brain is just kicking off neural pathways. That's all that's going on. It's just energy. It's not a truth. It doesn't have to be there. And you can act and you can make choices independent of your thoughts. So you can be really, really scared to go to that party and ask that girl out. Or you can be really, really scared to be intimate with your husband. But you can start to make some choices and let the thought just be there, let it fade into the background, challenge it, and go ahead and make some choices. And when you actually get out there and you start asking the girl out and you get positive responses or you have an intimate moment with your husband and you enjoy it, then those behaviors start teaching you new things about what's really true and what can really be possible in your life actually creating new neural pathways. That's right. And then you create more of those pathways and the easier those thoughts become. That's right. You got it. That's right. The oh. only reason why the thoughts, I can't, I'm not, I'm terrible, are so quick and we're so quick to go to them is one, the brain is just wired that way. The, the brain is it goes to the negative first because it's a survival technique. Right. But it also goes there just because that's what you've been practicing. Anything that you practice, you're going to get good at. That's and right. so if you practice all of these negative things about who you are and what your options are and how things are going to go, how things are going to turn out, you're going to be very, very good at that. But Similarly, if you begin practicing other techniques, other skills, you shift your focus to other things, you get strong in other ways and you become skilled at that instead. Do you find, do you find affirmations helpful? I'm, I'm a positive person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, affirmations are so interesting. They're, they're getting a lot of flack in pop psychology and in the world of psychology these days. And I actually uh -huh. use what I call declarations. Mm -hmm. um, so it, here's the important distinction. Saying an affirmation like, I am beautiful, mm -hmm. it is a temporary fix. It can make you feel warm and fuzzy. It can help shift your focus momentarily. But the brain is going to go back to wherever it goes back to whenever there's stress or difficulty or you're low on energy, or you haven't eaten enough. So the reason why I use the word declaration is because it's about declaring and claiming something for yourself as opposed to kind of a wishful thinking. And when we declare and claim something for ourselves, we have to back it up with choices and behavior. And more importantly, it's not just about warm, fuzzy feelings. It's about literally changing the way the brain is wired, right? So when we start with language, which is extremely powerful, 
it's like the, just like I was saying, whenever you do practice with anything, you get better. But where you need, you know, sometimes if you start, you know, with any practice, you start with a warm-up, right? <laughs> you have to stretch right. your leg, you have to stretch your body. Declarations right. are like a warm-up. They're not the end-all, be-all, but they're an entry point. They're like a first step, a way to get the brain going in the right direction. And then there are some, some deeper skills and some more, you know, a deeper level and more complicated skills that you then learn that basically back up the, the declarations and keep you moving. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Don't forget to visit www.rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources available on this site. And please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We have much more to share. And join me next time when I'll be talking about restoring our integrity and boundaries. Until then, take good care of you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.